Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Deep Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Deep. Today, we're going to be talking about the Elder Scrolls series. And more importantly, we're going to be talking about Skyrim. Because, goddamn, just goddamn, Skyrim is beautiful. Think about this, alright? You start playing Skyrim, you find out about the Civil War. You know, you go through the Dragonborn quests. You start, you find out about the Civil War, you start doing the Civil War quests, and you, you see that, you know, the Stormcloaks, they're the ones that write. The, the, these elves, the high, these high elves, they're called the Thalmor, and they're basically trying to genocide everybody on Tamriel so that they can become gods or some shit. You know, they're jerks. They're absolute... You just want to murder them all. Like, bruh. And the Empire just tolerates them. And uh, and again, this is from the view of um, a person, of a kid, really. Of a kid that first started playing Skyrim for the first time. And he sees the Stormcloaks as the only people fighting against this. So he joins. He, he joins the Stormcloaks, but here's the thing. This is, this is where the beauty of Skyrim really shines. Even for a kid, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain more later, like what I've been experiencing in a more recent playthrough of Skyrim. But as a kid, imagine this: the Stormcloak leader tells you to go to Yarl Yarl Balgruf the Greater, and well, basically tell him either surrender, become a Stormcloak, or die. Now, in the main quest of Skyrim, like Yarl Balgruf. Help! Like he's a very central character in the very early parts of the main quest of this of Skyrim. And imagine this, okay? Like imagine the impact it has on me. The moment I realized that Yarl Balgruf was not going to become a Stormcloak, and the moment I realized that I'd have to basically defeat him, remove him from power, like. The moment I realized that, the moment it happened in game, because that's what happens when you are a Stormcloak, I quit my game and I restarted immediately because I was like, no, I'm not doing that to your Balker. And the thing is, like, many, like, I don't know, it just says something about the game that it makes you restart your entire campaign because something happened, you, you made a decision. You can't, you just can't live with. And I think that's a good representation of why I love Skyrim so much. Because it's, it's beautiful. It's objectively not a great game. Like it, it objectively, it's buggy as hell. It's objectively bad in the sense that the quests and the game design is not great. The combat is not great either, but there's a beauty about it. There's a magical touch about it. It makes you care. It makes it sends shivers down your spine every time you play it. It there's just something about this world that calls to you, that enthralls you, which I can't explain. Now, on a more recent exploration of Skyrim, with a more mature mindset. I've grown a, a lot older than when I first touched Skyrim. 
you know, I, I start I started realizing things. You know, over time I've become a huge Elder Scrolls fan just because of the lore, just because of the world that it's built. So as a result, I, I've well, I haven't completely played through, but I've read a lot about Oblivion um, and its story. And I've read a lot about just the lore behind the Elder Scrolls world, especially the lore that leads up to Skyrim. And it's put things into a greater context. See, in Oblivion, there's this guy called Martin Septim. All right, there's the Septim Dynasty, which is dragonborn emperors in skyrim you're playing the dragonborn and basically before you a bunch of years ago there were dragonborn emperors who led the empire um which still exists in skyrim but is severely weakened and the dragonborn emperor line is gone why is it gone because in oblivion there's this guy called martin septum who's the last septum left septum is the dragonborn dynasty of the emperors and when the world was literally in chaos oblivion like all these daedric people were coming out of oblivion and just trying to mess up the world and just you know when, when the entire world was at danger martin septum like he sacrifices himself to become basically Whatever, whatever people want to call it. I'm not, I'm not a lore aficionado or something like that. But I love reading about it. I love learning about it. And he basically becomes sort of an avatar of Akatosh, who is this dragon god who who has helped. Who the dragons are his children, and because the dragons have like oppressed humans so long and everything like that, I think that's the reason why he he's helped human beings. Um, basically stand up for themselves uh, and fight back against well basically literally every other race like elves and dragons that wants to enslave human beings but you know Martin Septim becomes an avatar of Akatosh and he sacrifices himself to save the world that in and of itself is just beautiful it's I don't know, like, I'm getting tears in my eyes just talking about this. I don't know why. But there's just something about this. When you mix in the music that Oblivion offers, the world that Oblivion builds, the all the surrounding circumstances, it's just beautiful. And now in Skyrim, you're a character. Now, I did not realize this until my most recent exploration of Skyrim, which has been super fun. There's this book, um, The Dragonborn, The Return of the Dragonborn. And through reading that, you basically find out like very early in the game that, hey, I am the last Dragonborn. Um, because Alduin, the world, the world destroyer, the world eater, is going to this is his last like stand basically and i am the last dragonborn i am the last hero of this kind and when it's put into the context of martin septum and uriel septum the septum dynasty that you knew in oblivion and you know games before that 
there's just a beauty to it. There's just a beauty to this dragonborn lore that it's been around for so long to lead humanity. And here is the last one because that's all the world, because the purpose of the dragonborn will be over after this. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's just a beauty about it, right? And, you know, like, I realized for a long time, long, long time until recently, no matter how much I tried, like, Skyrim's the only thing that my computer will run. I have a very shitty laptop. Um, so it's the most advanced thing that my computer will run. My laptop will run, sorry. You know, it's only recently, for, for a long time, I tried getting back into it. I tried getting back into Skyrim. And I just couldn't. I just, even Oblivion, I just couldn't. I found the world to be so beautiful. I found the writing and everything to be so beautiful. And yet, the the character I was playing, the playing through it was not fun anymore. It wasn't like the first time where I was absolutely blown away. I, I was mystified. I was enthralled. I was enchanted. But recently, I've realized why. It's because of role playing. It's because I didn't, I didn't take the effort to read these books, to read the tales, to understand the world, to to just meditate on the beauty of the entire thing. Like, goddamn, it, it's beautiful. And because I was playing through it wrong, you know, like I was trying to go through Skyrim. I was trying to be a you know, honorable two-handed dragonborn, and at the same time, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be an imperial general, which I think works, yeah. But at the same time, I wanted to be a dark brotherhood assassin, and at the same time, also a thief from the thieves guild, and at the same time, also, oh, just so many roles compounded onto each other. I was just trying to complete everything. I was just trying to do everything in one run. Which is why I realized I wasn't having fun. Now, more recently, when I've been playing through Skyrim, um, I've been playing a good Dragonborn character. I've been playing through the Dragonborn storyline. And I've been, basically, when I'm playing through it, I ask myself, would, it, would a good Dragonborn do this? There's some Daedric quests that I'll just not do. I won't join the Dark Brotherhood. I won't join the Thieves Guild. And that's made it a lot more fun. Like, that's made it... That's made the magic come back into it. Because all of a sudden, like... So I sided with the Imperials this time. I, I played through the Civil War questline. And I sided with the Imperials this time. And at the very end of this Imperial questline, when Yarl... Ulfric Stormcloak, the leader of the Stormcloak Rebellion, who's basically been rebelling against the Empire because he wants, he hates Thalmor. He thinks that the Empire has betrayed his people, but at the same time, he doesn't realize that the Empire has not given up. 
that the Empire is still fighting against the Thalmor. It just needs to recuperate its strength. It just needs to pretend that it's going to play along with the Thalmor's games until it's done. But, you know, Nords are proud and honor like they're honor-obsessed people. And they're proud people, even though Ulfric Stormcloak is not necessarily a very honorable person. They're proud people, and Ulfric Stormcloak is proud. So, at the end, as a good Dragonborn character, an Imperial character, at the end when you're giving the choice between killing Ulfric Stormcloak or convincing him to go to prison, and I chose, I chose to kill him. Because, you know, I wanted the threat to be gone. And so that the Thalmor can stir up any trouble and ignite another rebellion because Ulfric Stormcloak is still alive. You know, it's a tough decision. It's a momentous decision. It grabs you by your heartstrings, even though there's nothing really about it. You know, Ulfric Stormcloak at the end says if he's going to die he's going to die at the hands of the dragonborn because that's going to make for a better song he still has his pride up until the very end and you know it's a momentous albeit a necessary one it's a momentous decision with significant gravitas and that's when i realized the beauty of skyrim the beauty of skyrim is that you make of it what you want to make of it, you know? It's not, you know, systems aren't built in to the game to facilitate you being a godly character or a, a godly character exclusively or a demonic character exclusively. These aren't built into the game. But what it does is it allows you to make the decisions, you know? You technically get a quest, but then it's up to you whether you're not, whether you're going to follow through with it, depending on your own morals. And it's, I don't know, I just think it's a very, very good exploration of character, not only for yourself. You got to play a character, and you know maybe you're playing yourself. What would I do? Like, you can't predict what you would do actually in that situation, but ideally, what would I do? What aligns with my beliefs? What aligns with what I would do in this world? You know, it's a character exploration for yourself. And it's a character exploration for other characters because then in other playthroughs, you role play as, you know, I'm a. I'm a super genius. I'm not a super genius, but you're role-playing as a super genius mage that doesn't give a shit about morals. Or maybe you're role-playing as, as an opportunistic, um, profit-minded thief at the beginning who explores the world and slowly and slowly comes around and then become, finds out that he's the drag, he or she's the dragonborn. And then, you know, they... they they go on a character exploration and it's, I don't know. You create your own story. That That's what's beautiful about it. I'm going to stop rambling now. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about how beautiful the Elder Scrolls series is. 
and how beautiful Skyrim is, and just how close it is to my heart. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening, and this has been the Deep Thoughts Podcast, and I'm your host, Deep. I wish you a good quarantine and a happy 4th of July. May you enjoy Independence Day while also not enjoying coronavirus. Uh, Bye-bye.